And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. You're not exactly expecting to see me sitting here versus Mr. Boss, who normally sits here, but I've taken over, but he's over my shoulder, so it's okay. We can handle this. (laughs) Um, Some really fast things just to get this stuff taken care of so I don't lose any of it. If you're listening to us as a podcast, you can go to any of these places because that's where we are everywhere so take a nice little gander at that um what'd you say oh iHeartRadio, amazon music spotify apple podcast Podcast, stitcher what's that next one twist tune in double twist i mean stitcher tune in podcast or something podcasts and so yeah (laughs) I'm learning this because this is not the normal show that I do the buttons for so letting you know that the comments in the chats are open if you're watching this talk to me help And if you are listening to this as a podcast later, don't make any faces, please. And feel free to leave comments if you are listening to this later. So anyway, I'm just, uh, yeah, we're doing good here. Boom. And I'm losing music. It was turned down. I already turned it down. (laughs) Um, Okay, so to everybody who is watching this and probably crying because that was just awful in many ways. It's my first time doing this by myself, first of all, and it is a learning process. This is why we are starting it with the beginning of the week versus anywhere else. Um. Mr. Boss and I have talked about it because there are going to be times where his other day jobs might pull him aside and him not be able to do the show because he cannot be in 20 places at once as much as we would like. And other people are going to have to step in, which means I get to learn a little bit more than just pushing the buttons for H2O or H2O. (laughs) But I have done... uh, what's it called? Salacious Crumbs before. Um, And I have done some of these hosting things, just not here. And that's something I guess I'm going to talk about because apparently if you do a show, you have to choose what to talk about. And this is something that Mr. Boss and I have discussed that it's kind of difficult for me because unlike him, where since the age of 
two seconds into this world. He's been all up into anything science fiction and genre and all that stuff. And same with some of the others around here with Mr. Harvey or McKenna and her Star Wars and so forth. There has been nothing that I've been completely obsessed with. And I don't mean it in a bad way, so don't take that wrong. But to the level of the knowledge that they have, I've enjoyed it, but I've never been thrown into it like I have here. So it makes me a little bit uncomfortable sometimes because I don't have the same level of knowledge or whatever that the other guys do have. It's a learning process, but I can tell you some of my background and where I'm a jack-of-all-trades, master of absolutely nothing except Beverly Hills 90210, which I'm not going to discuss, even though I've had this argument with Mr. Boss that it is a genre show based on one episode. Um, So the long of the short, or the short of the longest of this, uh, born and raised out west, lived in Los Angeles, got to see lots of people do different things, etc., moved out here. And I've always been a fan of anything that catches my interest. And a lot of genre stuff have caught my interest over the years. Um, I've just never actually applied it to something until Mr. Boss and I met. And um, so, you know, growing up, Star Wars always watched Star Wars to me is a Christmas thing kind of like Die Hard is a Christmas thing if you are not watching the Star Wars movies on Christmas Eve then your TV's busted or something's wrong and you're not able to watch television but technically you're supposed to be watching Star Wars then I remember one year I was frustrated because they showed the movie's out of order and when I say out of order they skipped the first one they showed Empire they showed Jedi and then they went back to Empire no clue I was stuck in a hotel room in Mississippi so that might say something I'm not sure but I still watched it um, apparently according to my mother my very first movie when I was about seven months old she decided that she wasn't going to skip doing things that she liked doing just because she was a single mom um my very first movie was star trek the motion picture and that will make mr boss cringe because he was a ripe age of nine where i was only seven months it it does not make me cringe so much as it just it's the age thing it it does uh, it does invoke the age thing quite a bit yes so um, we we have our we have our back and forth about that and he bit. is over there monitoring so everybody can sit there and say hi <laughs> I'm I'm uh, I'm maintaining the training wheels so <laughs> um let me see then. Uh, Like I said, I've seen other stuff. I remember seeing the movie E.T. in the theater. Scared the living daylights out of me. And I can say I may have watched it once since then. So it's one of those movies where we need to circle back to. 
and see if it still scares the living daylights out of me. And over next to Mr. Boss, there is a pile of records. I just recently picked up the soundtrack on vinyl for that because, well, the music's not going to scare me so much. Um, loved the movie, you know, uh, one of the movies growing up that we always circle back to as a family is Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Um, one, it's Richard Dreyfus. You can't go wrong there. And second of all, mashed potatoes. Every time we do mashed potatoes, we have to start building our own Devil's Tower. Um, when we had a uh, Star Trek convention that came through my hometown, Sacramento, my mom actually took me out of school and we went to it. And I got to see uh, DeForest Kelly speak when um, he was still alive and oh what's his name the doctor again I always forget Picardo, uh, Picardo. Robert Picardo Robert Picardo he spoke as well and he sang and and to answer sci-fi snobs uh, question in the chat we're we are <laughs> we are experimenting today Jason put his makeup on today um, but anyway, so I did get to see him sing, and over in our Star War or Star Trek area, I believe we do have a picture that I had him sign when I was there. Um, I remember when, because I did grow in, grow up watching all the Star Trek movies. I remember my mom also taking me out of school the day that Star Trek VI opened, and we went to the very first showing at the movie theater old school movie theater with the domes that you go into and stuff and watch. So got to see that. Um, and I mean, like I said, I, I grew up watching lots of these movies and liking them, just never really thinking that it was going to turn into something any day later in the future. Um, I did read a lot growing up as well. And with those books growing up, they call them, young adult now I call them teenager books <laughs> uh, I am surprised as I look back how many horror books I did read growing up um, that were teenage based young adults whatever you want to call them um, but I did enjoy those I remember my first Star Wars books I read were the Thrawn trilogies Absolutely loved them. Got a couple of the other ones that came out later. And I admit I picked them based on what was on the cover. Not exactly what I was reading on the back of the books. But I enjoyed them enough. Um, through the years, you know, growing up, yeah, I've read all the Harry Potter books. You can sit there and hear me rant. I don't know how much on the books versus the movies. I've read... You know, the Twilight series, and yeah, I did read through that in one weekend because it is that simple, but it also sucks you into it, sadly. <laughs> um, <clears throat> another favorite is Christopher uh, Pilioni. I always pronounce his name wrong, the Aragon series for dragons and so forth. But um, like I said, wasn't until Jason and I... Um, you know, met and he introduced me to everything he does here 
you know, getting involved with doing the conventions, getting involved with doing any type of work behind the scenes um, with it. I have done some of the podcasts here. You look like you're about to say something. Um, well, I was just going to say that um, you did dive in rather enthusiastically before knowing what you were getting into. So <laughs> I think knowing knowing what you do now, would you have been so quick to jump in and and be a part of this? Yeah, probably. Did you think? I, I think so, because as my girlfriends like to say, I'm a nerd, and my nerdiness comes out when I have people come by my desk, and it's like, oh, did you hear the newest rumor? That's blah, 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 whatever it is. And then we'll start going, and for anybody who sits and listens to, listen to, and I'm going to sit there and say this, women who start, oh my God, blah, 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 and all that. That's how I get with my other coworkers when we talk genre stuff because now I have some type of knowledge from you know talking to Jason, doing some research because of press releases that are coming out. And <clears throat> my coworkers, whether they are female or male, will talk exactly the same way back. And you can just hear the eyes rolling on the other side of the cubicles. And yes, it is it is all my fault. <laughs> yeah, <Whoa>. <laughs> Um, and at the same time, my first event that I had done with Jason was Kansas City Comic Con. For years and years and years, whenever I would see any type of advertisements on Facebook or whatever, that people are going to Planet or they're going to Kansas City Comic Con before they stopped, all that, it was always like, oh, I want to go, I want to do this. I had no clue on how these things work. The closest I knew of a Comic-Con is like going to the state fair. And the state fair in California is nothing like the state fairs out here. Um, <coughs> so I was expecting some, I would expect something more like what we had out there. Um, so to be able to help out, one, impress him, <laughs> and two, get to do something completely different because I had never been to a con in my life except for the Star Trek one. And I was young at that point. So, you know, I'm getting to see this from a different You're point of view. You're still young. Yeah, yeah, whatever. So that was fun. Um, it's also the first time I met the teenager. And I think we became as uh, thick as thieves at that point. <laughs> But I, I get along with teenagers. For some reason, I think at their level very well. And so, um, and after that was Worldcon. And by then, I had done the Game of Thrones. And we've heard this story a million times where I chased J.R.R. Martin out of the bathroom and did not get an interview before he says anything. Uh, that would be George R.R. Martin, not J.R.R. Martin. Tolkien. That you see okay. now chasing chasing Tolkien out of the out of the bathroom would have been a would have been a trick, wouldn't it? Since you know he's no longer with us. <laughs> hey, you never know. <laughs> they bring everybody back in. That would be these that days. would be one of those paranormal cons, probably maybe. <laughs> well, and it just goes to show you here that 
while I may know my stuff, I am still learning this. And like I said, so this is a conversation Jason and I have had. I feel sometimes like I'm a little bit of a fraud because a lot of the knowledge I have has been based on movies. So what I know of um, like Lord of the Rings is because I have seen those movies I don't know how many times and I don't watch the regular theatrical release. I tend to always watch the four hour plus extended versions and I am one of those people that will start at nine in the morning and watch all three of them back to back to back. Um, And so, I mean, I can say I started the first book and I've read and I know that there is enough of a difference somewhere that obviously they're as much as they can put in those four plus hours, they can't put everything in there. And that's where I have my problems with the Harry Potter movies. And I will admit with the Harry Potter movies, every time I went, I may have had a drink or two or three or more so that I could possibly enjoy them because I knew I was going to be disappointed at the very end. Um, But when it comes to anything else, I, I would like to read the book before I see the movie so that I can enjoy it that way. But comics, I know nothing about comics. I Okay, I know Batman. I know Superman. That's about where it comes. But if you're actually speaking of a comic book, I never read a comic book in my life until Jason let me borrow his Superman. Um, the six of them, and he's not here to tell me which one of them is. I read the first one. I was very careful with the book so that I didn't ruin it. And didn't read any of the rest and I told him later I think it was because I know the story and it's not interesting it's not something new to me and Superman's cool I like Christopher Reeves and all as Superman I just I've seen it too many times Um, as for the other ones that came out later I I watched I wasn't huge on it um ended up leaving the theater for a few minutes on the first one that uh was it roth that guy see i don't know names um he was in but it just it didn't it didn't push me to go see the rest of them and so forth but i admit i have started you know i've got my guilty pleasures of watching like the flash or legends of tomorrow um and I have, you know, watched some of the other era verses. And because I did take an interest in The Flash, I did buy a graphic novel um, this last year of The Flash that had, you know, some of his stories. And I've read the first one, and I did enjoy it. So completely different situation than what happened with Superman. But I've just not sat back down. And I was, I was telling Mr. Boss the other day, I think... You know, growing up, we have picture books. And as we get older, we get books that are mostly words. All of a sudden, you're taking it back together and doing pictures and words. And you're having, as an adult, you're not just looking at, oh, there's a puppy sitting on the paper. You're actually having to look at all those pictures, see what's going on, and read what's going on to know what's going on in those pictures at the same time. And (coughs) it's no longer just whatever you picture in your mind like you would with a book 
you have someone giving you those pictures to put in your mind while you're reading it. So my adult mind is still wrapping itself around how that works. I also bought a, another graphic novel on Constantine because after watching Legends of Tomorrow, which is my super guilty pleasure show that I absolutely adore and will not miss every week, um, fell in love with the character there. And as I've talked more with, you know, Tim and Jason, that's a more faithful, you know, picture of him versus, I guess, the other ones. And I never saw the movie. I never, I, I guess he was on a, sh- he did a show for a while and all, which before he came over to uh, Legends and stuff. And I, I didn't see that. So any other versions of him, I don't know. So this is my only version. And apparently he's the good one. So um, I, I'm trying to get better with learning what's going on when it comes to just storylines and comics. Um, last night we were watching um, the uh, Batman, the animated uh, series, which, you know, I, I never watched. And, you know, I'm asking him, like, well, they call him Batman, but then they call him the Batman. So which one is it? And his answer is yes. So it, it's learning the little things like that. Um, when I was growing up in high school, a bunch of my friends were completely into the X-Men. They're the only reasons I know who the X-Men were before the movies that came out with um, uh, Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen, um, Hugh Jackman, and uh, Halle Berry and all them was because they were completely obsessed with the X-Men and then each of them had their own X-Men character that they had kind of identified with and so you'd be walking down the hallway and hey 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 Storm how you doing or something to that effect and I never asked them like why did you pick this one or that one because I didn't know who they were I just knew that they were into comics and all right they were into comics let's keep moving on with life (laughs) um So learning about, you know, the stories and just how much bigger the world, I guess, is. Um, And then the behind the scene things that, you know, you'll hear them talk about with the distribution and things to that effect. I mean, I, I, I paid a little bit attention when it came to like TV or movies or stars, you know, gossip rags and stuff like that. But when it came to this type of stuff, completely out of my my wheelhouse um and again you know horror stuff completely out of my warehouse now the one thing mr boss has pointed out that i do have a little bit of knowledge on is fantasy because it tends to seem that when i have chosen things in the past i've gone more toward the fantasy idea or themed books stories versus science fiction and there's actually a podcast that we did for sci-fi for chicks back in the day on what is the difference between science fiction, fantasy, you know, horror, and then what we prefer. And it does seem I like, you know, after reading through those different definitions and how it does it or how they all play out that I preferred the fantasy side 
versus science fiction. And don't get me wrong, I do enjoy science fiction. I just finished doing um, reviews for three books that would fall technically under science fiction um, with aliens because aliens are kind of cool. And if you put, you know, aliens in with horror, I guess that's the limitation of my horror, the paranormal. Um, But yeah, so I did prefer... You know, I did enjoy having that there. Um, <clears throat> so, it, it again, it's a learning thing, and my knowledge on any of this is nowhere near theirs. So it it is kind of intimidating with it. And I know it can sometimes, when I'm talking to Jason, I'll sit there and not exactly have, I know what I'm trying to say and not be able to come out with it completely because... It's like I meet someone, I learn their name, and within two seconds I forget it. And even though Jason and I may have had an hour-long conversation on someone, I'll forget it and refer back to it and try to do the um, that thingamajig that we were talking about type deal. So I, I am trying to be better about remembering some of this. So that's that's kind of my background in a long way. Um, <clears throat> and like I said, with the horror stuff, just circling back over to the paranormal ghost type stuff, obsessed with ghost hunters. I actually had a spreadsheet back in the day because I would DVR them and watch every episode. And then I had on my spreadsheet a list of every episode that they had had over all their seasons and I would mark them off as I saw them to make sure that I got all of them. Pathetic. I know, but I, I love the show and I've actually gone on a ghost hunt, um, at a winery that's up, um, North of Kansas city and did have an experience there. That was kind of weird. We had our little machines that I forget what they're called that would pick up any voices that could possibly come through. Someone in our group made a joke that was just, it's one of those bad jokes and you just roll your eyes at. And one of the machines reacted back to it with a laugh. And we were just kind of like, okay, that's a little creepy. But you know what? It's completely cool and I accept it and think it's awesome that I was able to have some type of experience like that. Um, so yeah, and when it comes to this position that I'm currently sitting in, in front of the camera with a mic in my face, um, the most of my performances that I've ever done in my life have been through band. I was a band geek, kind of like him over there. I also did, um, color guard. So any of my performances were that way, but I had never been on camera or done anything to that effect. Um, There was a brief moment. I went to a radio station in college and thought that might be something to do. But again, kind of like I like a lot of things, but I'm not a master of anything. I would never have been able to do any type of music stuff with what they had there because I didn't know enough about whatever type of music was going to be, you know, in the studio to play and whatnot. So I, I went with my 
friend to give her some, some moral support and left from that because she had done DJing back in the Bay Area. So when I came to Sci-Fi for me and started doing this with Jason, um, you know, at those first two shows, even though now we do broadcasting at the shows and at Worldcon we did do some broadcasting, I was never on air. I was basically talking to people, trying to get people to come and be a part of our group, you know, be on air, get the interviews and so forth. And that's pretty much what I have done when we've gone to the events. Recently in the last few events, I have gone on camera myself. I still am not interviewing because that's a whole nother beast to learn how to do properly. Um, I have, you know, I did jump in and start doing some broadcast or the podcasts. You know, I I should interject here because this this has come up in conversation a few <clears throat> times about how to do interviews, and something that I tell a lot of the people who are contributing. You know, when they talk about, well, I've never done it before. I don't. I don't have. There's three things to learn, you know, three things to remember when you're doing an interview. One is that they're just people and you're just having a, they're just people. Two, you're having a conversation. And three, they want it to be as interesting as you want it to be interesting. So there's, everybody's got a vested interest in the, in the interview going well. <laughs> and, and the people who are a- answering the questions, uh, depending on how much time they've been doing it, uh, they'll generally help you out, and they'll 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 be fairly easy to to talk with, you know, because they want to talk about what it is that they're working on, you know, especially if they've got this new thing, and you know, it's this notion that we're interviewing celebrities. You know whether they're authors or they're famous actors or whatever. The biggest thing is they're just folks. They're just people. And once you can get past that hurdle, it's a lot easier to just see them as people and just talk with them. Um, but yeah, it does. It's it's the more you do it, the easier it gets for some people. I mean, some people never, never quite settle in and become, you know, they're comfortable with it at all, but, um, well, and you talk about them being just regular people. And I, I mean, I worked at a neighborhood Starbucks for several years and, um, and even with the other different locations. So I've met a lot of celebrities and, you know, one of the things when they come in, it's just, they're there for a cup of coffee. They're there doing what everybody else who's coming in and does. And you treat them as such. You know, I I never called the Olsen twins by their first names. I called them by the names they would originally or give you to put on their cup because they got, that's when, when I was in there is when we started doing names versus just screaming out the drinks. Right. And I scared one of them one day when I knew that they're – fake name you know it's like okay and that's gonna be for blah 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 and she kind of looked at me and i just i gave her a smile just like you're cool don't worry about it and after that i mean we never had problems or anything like that i remember i sold kathy seagal a you know coffee maker and she later thanked me for that 
And we would just sit and chit-chat. And there was one day, I'm like, oh, how you doing? You know, you look a little... And she just unloaded everything. And you're like, okay. <laughs> because it was about work and a show. And, yeah. some, and you're just like, oh. And I got, uh, what's his name? From, oh, from Seinfeld. Uh, George... What's his name? I've George. Oh, Jason Alexander. Yeah, he had just come back from the gym. So he was sweaty and smelly, and he had made a joke about it, and I made a joke about it, and we're sitting there laughing over it. I mean, they're regular people doing regular things, and right. as long as you treat them like that, they're completely fine and will open up for you. And I'm sure if I sat with an interview... It, Oh, well, the other the that, other right? part of that too is the more homework you do, the more <clears throat> research that you, do, that you do, the better prepared you are. Uh, you can take that conversation into places where you're you're asking questions that they don't get asked a thousand and fifty times. Like either. Edward James Almas and his shoes. Yeah, I mean, you, you they're used to answering that question over and over again. It's your first time. It's your first time asking it, but. Uh, if you're if you're able to go off the reservation, as it were, and ask them about things that are not the common questions, that engages it a little bit more for them as well. So it's yeah, you know, it's just you know a lot of a lot of preparation. The more prepared you are, the easier it is. Well, if I sit there and dig deep, 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 deep into my memory, I might be able to sit there and go to. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and be like, do you still drink this? <laughs> Could be, hey, coffee, right? Anyway, so yeah, I like I said, I have not dived into the interviews yet, but um, I did jump in on the podcast. I think I did my first podcast was Sci-Fi for Chicks. Uh, we were talking about the Ghostbusters movie which i never saw it when they did it with all the women but we talked about it and from there i you know did a couple more of those before taking over lead seat for pretty much for it for the last you know about year that it ran and it was only like once a month but it got me a little bit more comfortable being in that first seat whether it was good or not, it's another story. And I guess you can say I have interviewed because uh, we did have uh, from when we had the eclipse. Um, what's her name yeah, was Jackie, on there? Jackie Buechler. Yeah. So I, I did kind of run a little bit of an interview there. Um, I also hopped in with Level 11D7, which was our Marvel show. And that was pretty easy because I had already been watching – Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and we did a lot of talk with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., or then if we had any Marvel movies coming out, we might have talked about it on that, or Echo Chamber. And Jason would always sit there, you need to talk, you need to talk. <laughs> and it's like, I, I don't know what to say. I am watching this show as a fan. I have absolutely no clue what the history is behind this character, that character, the reference. Um you know, how did I know that there had been, you know, how many different ghostwriters? I, I didn't know this. So, you know, it's that learning thing. And he pointed out, because I am coming in to this as the fan and not the, you know, book of knowledge of some sort, uh, it opens up the 
it's okay to ask the questions like, what do you mean? They mentioned this. I don't get it because you guys are talking about it being a reference from this. There are going to be other people who are listening or watching our shows who they don't know this stuff either. And or, you know, they're curious. I mean, now, at least here, when we do this live, we have the open chat where someone can sit there and say, well, what do you mean? And, you know, but with the podcasts, when they're just thrown out in the world, you know, it's not as easy for them to engage with us, obviously. But, you know, being that voice of the newbie was kind of where I ended up being, um, and that it, it got me a little bit more comfortable with talking in the shows and, you know, fighting for my spot and everything. And I did go back and start from the very beginning of H2O and listening to all of most of them. I mean, it's been a few, you know, few minutes since I've listened to any of them. But some of that did help because Tim and Jason have such a large knowledge you know, Jason knowing his DC comics and uh, Tim knowing his Marvel comics and then just their total knowledge of books and movies and, you know, genre or not genre. All that has also, you know, really helped out with, you know, just building myself up to eventually having some type of whatever. So and I did get the the nickname intern without a portfolio and I, I, I don't know if that's the fact that I didn't have any background in acting producing podcasting anything like that or the fact that I'm also a, a jack of all trades master of nothing else so I'm just it, kind intern, of intern intern without portfolio came from the fact that you were willing to help and I could I could make you do pretty much whatever I needed to have done <laughs> You had no official assigned position in terms of responsibilities or, you know, you know, areas of concentration. It was just, you know, this needs to get done. Give it to Mindy. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And I, I've, I've told him several times that I'm, you know, I, I can be a good secretary type person because I like being organized. I like getting things in order. Um, Leslie Walker over on our forum bodies. She loves spreadsheets. I am totally with that girl. I love spreadsheets myself. And Mr. Boss will tell you that, yes, I am very happy with spreadsheets. Yes. <laughs> um, and so in some of the organization that needed to be done, he and I have, made, have argued a little bit over him handing it over to me. But, you know, now by the state of Missouri, half of his stuff is my stuff. So technically organizing this can be mine, too. <laughs> but so I, I did do I, I did do a lot of that. Uh, one of the other things that came down to organization that I took over, which is kind of hilarious since my first convention was with him here with Sci-Fi for Me, was taking over the convention list, which... You know, while conventions were actually going on in the world, I was, you know, making sure that the list was getting 
longer and having the most, you know, everything on there, making sure it works, making sure they're still up and running and having that huge comprehensive list that anybody can sit there and just look up. And it is still something we are working on building and working on making it more user friendly than it currently is keeping that those the calendar up to date because you know if you're going to be in Atlanta say the first week in March cardboard con is going on which is a cosplay convention where everybody makes their cosplay outfits from cardboard awesome we would love to be there but it gives people that chance to see where they're going and is there something that I can do while I'm there too. Um, so keeping that organized and with that, I've learned about cosplay because I had absolutely no idea about what cosplay really was about or anything like that. I mean, I knew people dressed up, but dressing up is not exactly the complete proper term for talking about cosplay and so I've kind of taken a little bit under my wing cosplay diaries as it currently sits with Instagram um, you know getting the interviews for that so that Mr. Boss can put them together and I have found that I have an interest in it I haven't done it myself but being the artistic person that I am fascinated with what people can do Um, And it's led me to follow certain things on social media just in general, whether it's a cosplayer or a group that does, you know, sewing and, you know, doesn't matter whether it's specifically for a genre thing or maybe it's just an error thing. Uh, You know, I, I follow a group that does it's, you know, they prefer to wear historical clothing and some of it can turn you know, they can sit there and mash it up. I love mashups. So um, it, it, it kind of all goes in hand in hand. And I can't sew. I mean, I can sew, but I'm not great at it. I can knit. I'm not great at it. It, it is frustrating that I can do it, but I'm not good at it. Except for 90210, which is a genre show. And I'm just going to throw that out one more time while Mr. Boss is currently out of the room it's the one episode that is a christmas episode and everybody's fighting and they're on their way to Avalot. i can't pronounce it but anyway they're going to east la to one of the schools to do christmas stuff and give out gifts to some of the children and everything and their bus that they're in gets hit by a garbage truck but the whole show is done in the sense of um, it's a wonderful life. So you have the angels watching over them. And, oh, can't you do anything? And so instead of actually hitting and killing them, because that would have been a not good accident, the trash truck goes through the bus and saves them. And they're like, wait, what happened? What happened? And the angels are like, did you do that? No, no. It must have been from a higher up. So there you go. Genre. But, I mean, I'm sure at some point I will become more, you know, knowledgeable in certain things. My knowledge of Star Wars stuff has definitely increased over, you know, the time that I've been doing Salacious Crumbs with McKenna. 
um, having to do some research, you know, so that we can do the scripts and have the news and kind of paying attention to all the gossip that's going on so that, you know, when we do Ranker Pit, um, you know, Mr. Boss is going through and educating me. You know, we've watched Farscape. We've watched SG-1. We're doing Atlantis. We're doing um, Batman animated series so that we can go into Batman Beyond. Um, been, you know, we've watched... Uh, oh, we've watched a lot. That's all I know. I mean, and same with movies. Well, and as far as Ranker Pit goes and, and Salacious Crumbs, one of the things that um, has been a big help, at least as far as that goes, is the fact that, that you've essentially kind of taken over the the research aspects of Crumbs, which, you know, then we turn around and anything that we have in this in the news pile becomes fodder for... The discussions over at uh, on Ranker Pit, and you know, it, the the more that you do this, and yes, we've had some discussions about control and who gets to do what and and all of that. But the the comfort level uh, is is such that you know, if I if I were to hand you whatever needs to be done. Um, I don't have a whole lot of doubt that it's going to get done. I mean, might have to walk you through it a couple of times, like we're doing today, you know, like this. Um, but you've been a quick study for the most part. <laughs> and one of the things too that that um, I it's it's bragging rights for for us. You know, you talk about that uh, conventions list. You know, it's the biggest one anywhere on the web. You know, it's it's the the most thorough. It's the most accurate. It's the it's the the largest one that we've been able to find. And because you know, we've pulled from all sorts of different sources for that, and we continue to add to that. And it's one of those things. You know, between that and the weather that we do on Good Morning Multiverse every Saturday morning, those are unique selling points those are things that nobody else does and a lot of that is on you every week and you carry that load pretty well and i've i've been very happy with just letting you go do that so (laughs) it's one less thing for me to worry worry about yeah well and i'm gonna throw this out because we're 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 getting close to being pretty done here because you've heard me rant for or mumble rumble whatever uh for the last you know 40 some odd almost 50 minutes here one of the things that mr boss has talked about doing is um we're looking to do a print of some sort and we're talked about you know doing some type of indiegogo type deal so that we can do a print of some sort and you know he's going around to everybody on staff what are you going to put into this? What do you want to put into this? And, you know, it's not like I can, you know, I I don't know. I mean, I do know how to write. That's a good start. One of the things that I had done a while back, it's been a couple years, was I was going through the odd, oddball holidays that we have every month 
and trying to come up with some type of article based on genre-based oddball holidays. So on National Dragon Day, I did a piece on dragons. How did that come around? You know, the different types of dragon type deals. Um, something on electricity. I did an electricity day one. I did one on folktales. And, you know, he's talked about, you know, the possibility of doing something to that effect. And since, you know, there's not any one specific topic that I can just sit there and write on, you know, for hours on out, I'm looking for ideas. I will take it and try it. So if anybody listening to this has any ideas or something that they would like to read about, possibly, but not have to do the research or let me know something I can look into doing wouldn't mind you know so help me out I am as I can sit there and be as um, what's the word decisive no not decisive I, I can't make a decision worth anything you should see the conversations we have when it comes to picking something to go to dinner and you know, the fact that I will sit there and he'll ask me if I want to watch this or that, I'll just say, pick one and surprise me. And he's like, that's not making a decision. And my response is, I did make a decision to let you choose it. And I'd be perfectly happy with whatever you choose. <laughs> so it's my way of passing the buck. Um, but yeah, if you have any ideas, I would love to hear any of that. So, but that is my somewhat short story of how I got to be here and a little bit about my background. Hopefully everybody is still alive and listening. It's not like I read my poetry and have bleeding ears. <laughs> um, Next yeah. on Live from the Bunker, Vogon Poetry with Mrs. Boss. Yeah, that, that, that. <laughs> you, wanna, you want your viewership to stay up, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it's it's Vogon poetry, so you know, it, you never know. There there could be a there could be a market for that. Our new show coming next season, right? Mm. That's how we do it over here. We come up with all of these different ideas of things that we want to do, and then we have to figure out how we're going to do it with the very limited resources that we have. So. I think you'd have a better chance of doing like when Peter Samedi sits there and draws and talks to people. You can set a camera up with in my studio and I can paint and talk to people and rant. <laughs> well, it's a possibility. Yeah, it's something. Mm. I'm not as good as... I mean, while I can draw with both hands because I taught children how to do drawing and... A little kid who is a lefty will not understand what a righty is doing. So I mm. have to learn. But, you know, who knows? But you're not going to give Charlie Snogans a run for his money anytime soon, though? Right? No. Okay. Right. No. It, it would be like, um, who who did we watch doing the drum off? Oh, uh, uh, Gene Krupa and Jerry Jerry Lewis. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. We'd start with that, and then there would be no good climax where you're just like, oh. <laughs> so anyway, so okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bow out of this. You guys have listened to me long enough. Um, again, you got seven just, minutes left. 
Yeah, I've also got my list of things to go through. It'll take now, me seven minutes which, to get through this. That was that was the list for the beginning of the show. <laughs> I know, I know. Hey, the show's on. My mic has been on. I think we're doing pretty good here, so let's just go with it. Uh, so again, if you're listening to us, please feel free to leave comments anywhere you're at. You can also send us an email, and that has been that live from the bunker at sci-fi-for-me.com has been scrolling this whole time. We are on all forms of social media, so you can look for not us on there. TikTok. We're not on TikTok. We're not on Snapchat, but everywhere else, we are there. So, you know, shoot us a message, shoot us comments, all that stuff. Um, we do have a newsletter. So if you want to subscribe to our newsletter, Mr. Boss puts it out. And I have been disappointed in the last few, I will say, because they did not have pictures of Office Dog in there. So you're slacking. I'll work on that. Thank you. Um, now, as for this week, on Wednesday, Mark Cushman is going to be on with Mr. Boss. And Mr. Boss, do you want to explain who that is? Yeah, Mark is the author. You've got a book right over there to your right. Mark is the author of a series of books called These Are the Voyages. It's uh, So far, he's at two, uh, two sets of three. The first set covered the production of Star Trek, uh, the original series. Th this set... Uh, goes into the years following the cancellation of the original series. Uh, it covers the the animated series, the Quester tapes, Genesis Two, Planet Earth, all of the different productions that Roddenberry did in between the original series and the motion picture coming back. And the third volume covers the production of the of the first motion picture. So it's chronological. It goes through the animated stuff. It goes through. Phase two, what was supposed to be phase two, uh, and then the evolution into Star Trek, the motion picture. So we're going to be talking to him on Wednesday. And uh, we're also, what's the other stuff that we've got lined up? I need to I need to send another note to, to Tony Weisskopf and see if maybe we can get a follow-up with her on what's been going on with Worldcon, disinviting her. Um, and by the way, you you didn't really get too much into the weeds on on our last two Ranker Pit discussions. You can tell people because we've been talking about the Gina Carano thing over there. Um, what do you think? Just bare bones. What do you think of the interview that she did with Shapiro? Um, just a general impression. General impression. It was good. He was asking good questions. She was biting her tongue. Yeah, I think there's a lot of that. And I, sitting in my position and, you know, not really wanting to dive too much into, you know, the dirty, you know, the dirty laundry of what I believe or think or anything to that effect, you know, trying to circle around and say what you want to say while wanting to say it without offending anybody or letting out too much because you could cause bigger issues well there's speculation there's speculation that there's an nda in effect well yeah so she's probably, she's probably signed off for like next you know the first two kids she has plus yeah. their grandchildren's left toe i would think though because if if anybody on the lucasfilm side of things opens their mouth on anything 
uh, I would say all bets are off because at some point it's going to come out what exactly has been going on. Doomcock says he's got somebody telling him some stuff and he's got a massive video coming. So we'll see what he's got. But, but other than what, you know, like I said, her biting her tongue and this is just the personal side of me. You know, she did talk about when he was asking her about fighting and, you know, she talked about getting into fights when she was in Vegas and then, Oh, you, you can do this for a living <laughs> and the sheer adrenaline that can come from some of that makes me a little jealous because sometimes I think it'd be very interesting to be able to beat someone up legally. Oh, I see. You want to punch me in the face. Is that it? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Is that what I'm hearing you say? I never said that. Uh-huh. Um, and then tonight we have an all new H2O with Jason and Mr. Harvey they knew what they were going to talk about three weeks ago. We had and a plan. And now, we had a I, plan. I, I don't know if they remember. So they're going to have to learn to write this down because well, I remember I you I coming in. I thought in. I had. I told you. I said we had our next two topics <laughs> because we had we did the we did the what was it that we did and then we did the board game movie thing last week. You were so excited because you had the next several weeks planned out. Yes, and and I. I, it is completely flown out of my head what we were supposed to be talking about tonight. So, so it's going to be a surprise to them as well. We'll make it up as we go, like we always do. Like they always do. So, all right, everyone, thank you for joining in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for, you know, seeing how this works for Mrs. Boss Monday and see if this works maybe again. I don't know. We'll see what Mr. Boss gives me as a report card when we're finished. <laughs> Mazer says it's pumpkin time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is pumpkin time. Um, and, you know, it's been fun. This is the easier of the two shows that I'm looking to help out with, you know, since we have discussed uh, Good Morning Multiverse. So anyway, thank you, everyone, on your way out. Don't forget to hit those thumbs up buttons to show that you like me. Gary, if you're around, I'm fully expecting a thumbs down because I would be disappointed if I didn't get that. And don't forget, if you really like us a lot, you can subscribe to our channel. And don't forget to turn on those notifications because they do pop up when YouTube wants to play nice. And and uh, Tom, Thomas over in the stream over on Twitch uh, is wanting us to remind people about Multiverse tonight. He's recording now. He started with us a while back. And Mazerus, you know, it, it, the way the way we've got it figured, we have us a little widget that says Mazerus has logged in. It's time to go. <laughs> Kid, I kid, I'm a kidder. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for dealing with me, and we will see you again at some point. Bye. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi for Me Radio. Copyright 2021 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.